you're new to this show, I'm Jazz. And I'm Deneva. All right, so today um, we have a special guest, um, a Dallas artist, formerly from Detroit. Um, his name is Maximilian. What's and we'll up? go ahead and kind of let you introduce yourself, um, kind of give us like a little background about where you come from and whatever else you want the people to know. Yeah, so I'm Maximilian. I come from uh, Detroit, but I feel like I'm a Dallas native. I've been out here for like 11 years. I've been in Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Duncanville, Lancaster. I've been all over. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm a Dallas native. Are you Dallas from uh, over by 8 Mile in Detroit? No, 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 no. I used to live near the suburbs, suburbs. Uh, West Bloomfield. Yeah. Okay. So what brought you here to Dallas? My mom, she uh, she moved down here because uh, she just wanted to pursue a better lifestyle. Like, Texas is big on everything, yeah. literally. So, yeah. Okay, so All big right. change from Detroit to here? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, so is your mom mom still living out here? Yeah, she stays over in DeSoto currently. Okay. So where did the name Max Million come from? Max. Well, that's my real name. That's your real name? Yeah, my dad awesome. named me that, my father. Uh my dad used to own like a, a brokerage, I think in real estate, mm-hmm. and so the Greek, the Greek name for Max Million means you know means greatest. Right. So, just his philosophy. That's super dope. Max Million yeah. is a, is a pretty dope, dope name. Like how how have you felt like just growing up with that name? Like, does it give you problems or like do people ask you a lot? Like, no, really, where, who's Max Million? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I've I've actually had. I've had good people and bad people. You know, you always gonna have assholes. Oh yeah, right. But you know, I, I've had uh, pretty cool people come to me and say it's a pretty decent name, and then I've had you know my fair share of people who just weird. Yeah, and, and think it's funny. It, yeah, <laughs> take it somewhere all the way left. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. We have somebody. He, you can't see him right now, but he says he's that weird person. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been rapping? I've been rapping since I was about. I mean, honestly, hip-hop to me has always been poetry. Like, when I was younger, I used to write plays at my uh, fifth grade school, and I would take all the plays and all the students in my classroom, and I would put them according to that play. So then after that, I started taking those plays and putting them with melodies, and that became my hip-hop. So so what was your idea of play to write? What kind of play were you writing? Uh... I was like nine, so anything that had to do with the nine-year-old mind, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the nine-year-olds can think of some crazy stuff, yeah, they some can. pretty cool I, stuff, too. They can. I mean, if I went back and read some of those, I probably would have thought myself that they were pretty crazy. But um, I would say my hip-hop influences when I was younger, man, we talking 50 Cent, talking Eminem. Who else? Who else was around 2005, 2010 scene? Um, Drake, uh, I guess Drake. Yeah, Drake came out. out. Drake, Drake had a long run. Yeah, Drake. Drake had a long we run. We were in college, by the way. I liked. Drake. Yeah, I liked Drake when he came I think out. Future was coming out. Future like may have. I don't. Now he was about twenty twelve. Future like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so what? So, what's been your biggest inspiration behind your music? Honestly, the ability to tell my truth, like just tell my story, and for it to sound so beautiful and authentic, like when I. When I listen to my music and I go and listen to somebody like Sam Smith or I listen to somebody like Jake Cole, and a person can come to me and tell me, hey, man, you sound just like this or you sound just like that. I don't hate the, the comparison. It just lets me know that my music is top-notch quality. 
that. Right. So I'm telling the story and it's top notch quality. Right. You know so what I'm saying? to get on to that, because you said this, hey, you sound like someone to me, you sound a, a little bit like Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> but I, I want to say, like, listening to your music, it is definitely inspirational. It's yeah, definitely it top notch. What is Kendrick like? You sound like Kendrick Lamar. How does that make you feel? And how also do you draw inspiration from him? I like Kendrick, but people are actually surprised when I say this. My favorite rapper is actually J. Cole. Like, okay. I love J. Cole for his simplicity. If I could rap, I would want to rap like J. Cole. But, I mean, uh, as far as, like, the Kendrick comparison, it's just my voice. Right. You know, it's just the raspiness of my voice. Now, maybe a couple years from now, like, five or, like, probably two more projects, my voice would probably, you know, you know, level out a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just that. Well, can I because I love J. Cole, and I also mm -hmm. love Kendrick Lamar, too. You you do you are a storyteller though. Mm -hmm. Like you tell stories beautifully. Like from everything from your inse insecure to earthly love. Like you tell some good stories. So so do you do you still like so do you still write a little bit on the side? Like you still write po uh, plays? Do you write books? Like what else? What else you got going on? I mean, out, outside of music, I like to consider myself an activist, like a person who is active in the community. So. If I'm not writing something along the lines of music, I'm writing like a motivational speech, I'm writing things that are like prevalent to the community, or I'm usually just writing down my emotions because I'm a big believer in, you know, expressing yourself. Right. When you try to lie, when you try to lie to yourself and, you know, lie about how you feel, that's usually when there's confusion. Yeah. So I just, I try my best to express myself in all outlets of life. And confusion okay. is a curse. So yeah. Uh, speaking up uh, on nappy-headed Israelites, are you a, a black Israelite? Yeah, yeah, I, I would consider myself a black Israelite. I would, I would say you're a black Israelite. You know, uh -huh. my philosophy, I believe that the Hebrews, when they came here to America, were, you know, they were taken from a specific land, which is, you know, Israel, when they migrated to Africa. And my philosophy is that, according to the Bible, we were taken and migrated to America for our you know our lack of uh for our lack of righteousness right you know but as far as like being an israelite i say i, I subscribe 100 percent to the to the idea of keeping the commandments like right. if a person even puts the whole idea of the way israelites dress and look i just believe commonly in keeping the sabbath you know loving your neighbor as you love yourself um you know not coveting and most importantly not not desiring what it was another man's like i feel like hip-hop Hip-hop has this bad notion of always expressing how you can take what another person has. And we, we always wonder why there's a downcline in our community, but we never ask the simple question like, okay, well, where's it coming from? Right. Then we blame our, we blame music, but we never really, we never really give the people, we never really point the actual fingers at the right people who need to be taken accountable because we praise them. Okay, so when, when you talk about you blame music, where do you think, what, what can happen in the community to kind of change the, the lyrics? You know, because oftentimes we always say that rappers, you know, they rap about what they see and things like that. How do you think this change needs to occur so the rappers are shifting their music? Development of story. I feel like as an artist, your paintings and canvas shouldn't always be the same. Like, I think it was, was it Picasso or was it, uh, who, who drew Starry Night? It was, mm -hmm. it was an artist, I mean, maybe the one, maybe somebody who in the comments will say it, but it was an yeah. artist who drew Starry Night, which is a painting, you know, that painting with all those stars. I know stars. what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that artist who drew that was depressed. Right. Like, he had a phase of depression, and he kept drawing all his paintings in blue. But he got out of that depression and started drawing other beautiful paintings. Right. And so, to make, it sim to make it simple, 
Like with music, you have to have development. You have to have, uh, I would say, uh, a new story. Like the reason why I love Cole and Kendrick is because they don't stick to the same subject matter. Yeah, they talked about the bullshit that they dealt with, but they were able to express how they got out of it and live a positive life now. Right. So we were we were just uh, kind of having a conversation, and we uh, dived on a little bit of Kanye West. What do you think about Kanye West uh, transition? I love it. Love I'm it. proud of Kanye West. A lot of people say, "Oh, he a sellout. He didn't change. He crazy." Like, when a person finds peace, you have to be happy for them. Like this man is not attacking people anymore. I mean, he's not. He, yeah, he says outlandish things to certain people, but you know, uh, he found peace. And he's doing a good thing with it. He just visited the prisons the other day. Right. How many rappers you know doing that? There you go. That's that's it. You know. That's so I'm proud right. of him. You know. He, that's his walk. That's his story. So much much root out to him. Okay. And and back to the um the uh, the Israelites part. Mm-hmm. Uh, aff- affiliation with like looking in in the news media today, mm-hmm. and we look about we see you know some things that happen with the black Israelite and how they've been painted, whether it be on CNN. Or different news outlets. What do you What do you see? How do you see that? And what do you What do you believe? What's your perception on it? Well, you know, Malcolm X said that the the media has the power to uh, change a person's uh, perception. You know, the first thing that the that the uh, media does before they kill a person literally is they kill their image, and that's that's. I mean, that's literal. They did it to Malcolm X. They did it to uh, you know uh, certain other figures who were you know represented, but. Um, Honestly, I just don't I don't follow the mainstream media when it comes to how they portray the Israelites because they do the same thing with Islam with uh with Muslims. Right. I'm not a believer of uh Islam, but I mean, I'm I don't believe that every Muslim is walking down the street with bombs attached to their jackets. And they they are not. It's actually Islam is a religion of peace. Yeah. You know, so so uh that's awesome. So, uh transitioning a little bit. You have you had 100 2,000, 102,900 streams last year. Yep, 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 yep. What did that mean to you? How did, how did it feel? Uh, honestly, I knew I was going to have that type of numbers because when I saw Insecure at like 91,000 streams, it was just a matter of time to estimate how many other, of all my other songs that I released, what would, what would be the total. But how did it make me feel? Yeah. Honestly, mm, I was proud, but I just knew that that's not the only thing I should be glorifying like the streams are gonna come i can hit a million streams tomorrow and still be broke you know what i'm right. saying <laughs> and y'all know spotify ain't trying to cut that check <laughs> with them low stream numbers ain't nobody trying to get that so yeah but did it did it let you know that you were like on the right track or that, that you did something did it did it make you realize that you needed to maybe adjust how did it how did it assess you going for how did it equip you to go forward you know it's actually a real good that's a really good question when I saw my, when I saw my streams around December, I got real serious. I was like, all right, I'm finna, I'm finna finish this project. I'm finna finish this project. Because I was writing songs and recording them, but I didn't have an actual drop date. So then I was, that's when I started dropping singles. And that's when me and him, you know, met. And uh, now it's like, okay, well, if I hit 100,000 last year, I can do 500,000 this year. Because before that, I, did, I only did 8,000 that first year. 8,000 streams. And the next year, wow. I did a hundred thousand. That's that's hey, a big that's, jump. That's a yeah. huge jump. It's a very big jump. And, and that yeah. I'm sure lets you know that you were that you have something special, you know. Yeah, that's that's God, so, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I I was uh, snooping a little bit on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. You, do you have any relationship with Puma? 
man, trying to I'm get trying one. To, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it. I'm, I'm Lord willing, man. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get a. Uh, what do you call it? A sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to put. We're trying. My team and I. We're trying to put the best track together to where they can just use a 15 second clip or a 30 second <laughs> clip. All right. And just give me that shout out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're, we're working on that right now. That's yeah. great. That's great. All right. Yeah. So as an artist, like who who's your your target audience? Mm, that's, that's, that's funny you say that. When I was in Oak Cliff and I was like heavy in the, in the scriptures, like Kirk Franklin scriptures, you mm-hmm. know, walking around my suit and tie Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? I walked in this dude one time and I said, yo, check my song Stereotype out. And this dude right here, this is my manager right here. This guy right here liked that song Stereotype. To this day, I, I love it, but it, it's kind of corny to me. Mm-hmm. But I tried to show it to him and he was like, I don't want to hear that shit. Literally, flat out told me that. And from that moment forward, I said, you know what? I want to make music to where it can touch anybody. And that's why I like Kendrick. That's why I, I that's what I respect about Kendrick Lamar. His music is on every genre, from rock and roll to EDM to hip hop to trap to R&B. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. He, he definitely um, kind of moves through easily through all the genres. Yeah. Transcends. He's, he's, a, he's a poet. He's a storyteller, you mm-hmm. know. And magnificent at that. Like, how are you speaking life into your community, like through your lyrics? Hmm. Well, right now the topic of my project is about uh, mental health, toxic relationships, and um, hmm, poverty. Poverty, not from the sense of like you know, I got it and I'm gonna still be broke, but poverty from the sense of I got it and now it's time to you know make intergenerational wealth. So. Um, my biggest thing is that I try to speak what I live. I don't feel like I, w- I want to say something and then I'm not making progress towards it. Like everything I do, if I'm speaking it, I want you to see me do it. So when you see me do it and you see the words, it aligns with the actions. And that's when you have faith behind what I say. Right, right. right. And, and that's and that, that creates, creates a movement. Like when you can kind of like count on that artist, like their lyrics and their actions, like that, that just speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, um, as oh, as far as like you you talking about how you speak on mental health, what what how do you feel we need to address mental health? You know, to be totally honest, sometimes in our community we you know I was just talking to my mom the other day and she's like, blah blah blah, so and so this like acting like mental health didn't exist. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you shed light and really let people know that it is something that's real and it is something that needs to be addressed? You know, black people are one of the biggest deniers of mental health and it's because we run away from our problems in different assets whether it be clubbing drinking smoking rapping you know we, we really don't like to sit down and express how we feel because we we think that's weak but yeah we'll go to church every every weekend and use the word repentance the word repentance means change of mind you know what i'm saying so when it comes to mental health and expressing how you feel the first step of growth in, the, in our community is we have to be honest with ourselves. That's why we keep having the, this generational cycle of, you know, bastard children, children born out of wedlock, baby mamas, uh, baby daddies, uh, you know, poor families. I mean, it's, it's look at the statistics. It's yeah. evident that people who have children out of wedlock are poor right. and stay poor. That's so true. honestly, until we start confessing and saying, you know what, well, this is why, this is why that happened or this is why this is why we weren't set up 
to the certain rate because I couldn't control myself. Really, all problems in life is just a lack of self-discipline. Really, that's all it is. Yeah. And we, we're scared to admit that because we don't want to say that we failed. Right. So when we, when, we, when we humble ourselves, first step is humbling yourself. And we allow ourselves to speak truth. And we walk, what we, 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 we walk in what we say and we do what we say by our actions. I, I believe that's where we can grow at with mental health. But if we keep denying, I mean, <laughs> denying to ourselves that we're living this perfect life, we live in our best life, the problems are just going to continue. Right. You absolutely have to acknowledge and then create change, you know, mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways, whether it be through meditation, spiritual practices, church, mm-hmm. however. So absolutely. So another little thing you were shooting. Were, do you have any uh, visuals coming out? Oh, of for course. Your, I'm, for shooting, I'm shooting uh, uh, Earthly Love. Today. How is that? It is fun. We got two models coming in, two lovely, beautiful sisters. We got uh, my my creative director who shot Prey. He's uh, working on Earthly Love, so I like that. I love that dude, man. He's he's a go-getter. And then we have the best videographer out right now. He just shot for uh, NBA Youngboy and Rich the Kid, that uh, song Money Talk. Yeah. Okay. So he's shooting for us today. But, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's so fun. Uh, <laughs> with uh, creating visuals, I imagine that must be a fun process. Do you ever, like, throw in some things and say, hey, I want to be, I want this video to look like this? Is this my idea of what it looks like? Of course. I'm 100% active in what I do. Like, I believe, like my creative director told me the other day, he just puts the tools together, but it's really my words at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it would be lazy for me to just tell him, okay, do everything. Right. right. Like, I have to, it can't be like that. I'm trying to tell a story. Right. Visually and audio. And I like you know how you said because you talked about the painters, so that means you're trying to paint a picture for everyone to listen to your music. Yeah. And with your visuals, you have the... You can do that in another way. So that's yeah. uh, that's pretty awesome. So another song that we wanted to dive into is Insecure. Yeah. This is a line from Insecure. Everybody, everybody tries to fit in where they don't belong, truthfully, faking they be fraud, mentally unstable and morally off. What are some experiences that led you to to, to write that line? It's a deep line. It's powerful. What, what led you to, to write that? In, in high school, you know, like... <clears throat> I literally wrote that song one year after graduating high school. So that song is two years old, if anybody doesn't know, but that's going to be on the project. But after coming out of high school, I was a, I was happy, but I saw, like, everywhere I looked around, everybody was anxious and had anxiety and depression, tried to fit in, you know what I'm saying? And it was like this small percentage of people who just didn't care. You know, this is, I mean, this my manager is one of those people who just did what he did. But you have a high percentage of people who wanted to fit in, who wanted to be cool, who wanted to have approval. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they were seeking it from the wrong people. Right. Ended up doing the wrong things, you know. And Why do you, yeah. why do you think that people, you know, seek outside things to, to, to fill the void? You know, because oftentimes that's, we're trying to fill a void that maybe we should be filling with ourselves through love. Why do you think um, your generation or people in your high school were trying to fill that void by seeking approval? Nobody ever taught them that they had it in them. Nobody ever taught them that they had the love in them, you know. I never, I'm a, this is a secret, you know, I, I grew up without my dad. Learn how to fight, learn how to box. I love martial arts, you know, learn how to do all that on my own. Learn how to fish, learn how to hunt, taught myself how to drive, you know what I'm saying. Of course, Sears taught me, but, you know, through my own lessons, I, I, I learned how to drive on myself. Got my own apartment this year. The lesson of that story is that it was in me the entire time. That spirit of go-getting it. You know, and that comes from what? My dad. 
My dad was a go-getter. So in in order for somebody to be... I believe successful. Somebody has to see that talent in you and, and recognize it and point it out. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't do that. They just keep bullshitting with themselves. So. That's great. That's great. All right. So outside outside of that, what what else are you working on? You you getting your acting chops? You gonna be <laughs> what no. what other projects you got going on? I mean, I'm just working on therapeutic right now. Like uh, I'm working on that. I'm writing the songs, but other than that, I'm just. I'm trying to be a citizen of Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> what does that to, mean? What does it mean to be a citizen of Dallas? Shoot. I want to be everything a man can be. I want to be a, a good brother right now, a good uncle, a good son. You know, I want to be a good artist to him. You know, I want to be everything I can be in this season of my life and do it to the best of my ability. I don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I could. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Kudos. All right, keep going, keep going. So, do you do you have any? Um, are you doing any collaborations with people for the project or? Yeah, I got two collaborations. I got this guy named No ID, pretty cool artist. I like his music, and then I got TG three one eight. He's on my song. Uh, well, I can't say that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's on my song as well. Well, well we're definitely gonna listen because I mean, you're like it's it's amazing what you're Thank doing. You. Yeah, we, we, we totally, like, fell in love with your music. like. Man, all praises. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm just trying to be the best artist I can be, man, and be real. And you'll keep evolving, you know. Yeah. That is the growth. I mean, the more you live, the more you're going to be able to apply that to your art. So Let me ask you a question. Go for it. How come people, like, if I was to, if I was to do grimy hip-hop right now and just spit them raw lyrics, and then, you know, like two years later switch over and do pop, how come people have a problem with that? You know, I don't know because I love when uh, artists expand their their art and keep growing and step outside the box, go back in the box, run around the box. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. that's your preference and it's showing that you're versatile. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, and I think I think that it comes from. I mean, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. But I think that it, think that it comes from when uh, artists like their their first album drops. You know, everybody's in, in love with this style of music. So. That next expectation is gonna be that you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of people don't, they don't look forward to change. They look forward to something that's of that same nature. Right. Just two point That same feel, you know. So and the yeah. human nature, like we're human nature is that we like routine. We we don't like change, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it feels a little uncomfortable, it's gonna be a little bit hard for me to accept at first, mm-hmm. you know. So that's probably that perspective, you know, that people are 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 really kind of latching on to like oh he didn't sound like that at first or he doesn't he doesn't belong there and it's it's just it's a it's a resistance you know and it's the same thing you talked about with mental health is we sometimes often we resist things Mm -hmm. that's changing instead of like just accepting it you know but it's a process yeah and i think it's it's a small community of of artists that are like my bad my manager (laughs) he clowned in the back (laughs) sure You making me laugh, bro. My bad. What were y'all saying? <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Well, yeah. Bad. I, do, I mean, you have a small community that that does that. So a lot of the artists, they're they're consistently coming out with the same music. Yeah, people just get used to that. You know, they're they're not expecting. They're it's like like she was saying, like the they, same material, yeah, the same they, content. They, they fall in love with that material. Right. So, oh, you know what? I think I think people aren't challenging themselves. Like, yeah. as far as, like, vocal infractions, like, 
I think we only think, oh, only Kendrick can yell on the mic and go, ah, gah, gah, gah. he can only right. do that, or Kendrick can only do a high voice, or, you right. know, we think Cole can only keep the lyrics like this. Like, people don't want to challenge themselves, do that, what they did, and then take it a step further. So it was just a matter of, you know, maybe some people will reject it, but all in all, you know, are you still getting your words out? Are you still getting your ideas out? Are you still being able to use your voice to create change in some, wherever it is, you know? So. You know, I think the wise thing to do would to be, would be to fuse the genres. Look at Lil Nas X, perfect example. He took country yeah. and hip hop and put them right together. Yeah. Country is, I think the second under rock and roll, I'm not sure, but I think it's the second highest gross of music. And we already know hip hop is the leading domination of music. Right. Mm -hmm. He took both of those and put them together. That is a big audience of listeners and people who follow his music. You know. But did he really <laughs> take country? Like, was it really country? I would say yeah. Because I, I love country. Because the way I, the way his voice, the way he did his voice. Yeah. That's because you, you know, said I'm going back. Hear that song in the country club. Yeah. You you hear the song in the club, but like I mean I guess I mean it it is like I was just asking you know playing devil's advocate you know was it really country you know mm. do you think it was really country? Yeah, I feel like it was because when I first was it Jason Aldean? You know Jason Aldean, Aldean actually made a rap song which was pretty awesome. Who's that? As a country singer? Yeah, he made a rap. I'm song. not I'm not familiar with it, brother. I might check him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he crossed over, and I mean, both he stayed within country, of course, but it was like just a something that he did for fun, and it turned out to be a pretty good song, you know. But was it really rap? You know, was it really? Did he really make rap? You know, so. Oh, well, that's when people challenge themselves. It's all about intentions, you know. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about life. Can't right. get stuck in one thing. You got to challenge not. yourself. Always have to challenge yourself. Always. Because I I read a quote the other day. It said that uh, fear is just our limits. Honestly, when you fear something, that becomes your limit. It does. Yeah. That's fact. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that 100%. Definitely a good, that's a good quote. Where'd you, where'd you see that quote? Or who wrote the quote? I was going to say something funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. Go for it. We uh, got time for jokes. <laughs> man, I got, I got that quote off uh, YouTube, honestly. YouTube? Yeah, I was just, I was looking at entrepreneur videos, and it just popped up. I was like, okay, I'm well, going to take I mean, that one. If you, if, you, if we think about the state of being in fear, mm. people do what in fear they either flight or fight mm -hmm. you know what i mean either you get stuck and you can't move in your fear or you might run the other way you know like w so fear is has always been something that has held people into a box you know mm -hmm. but when you fight and you break out of that box you know then you re you realize life you know and you can reach for your goals and your aspirations and i don't think people want to do that though i think people kind of i mean people not everyone, but not everyone's the same, and that's the beauty of being uh, a being, a of being a person, and yeah. and that is the beauty of stepping outside of the box and, and you know c conquering your fear. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It might inspire out of ten people, it might inspire two. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's just like me personally. I'm a teacher. You know. Oh, okay. That's good. We know that's that we can't, we can't, we can't reach every student, but if you save three students, if you help out three students. You did your part in this world. You know what I mean? Because it, it, now they can help out three students. Exactly. You know? So it's a process. It's, it's life. I like the fact that you use that term that you're not trying to win everybody. You're trying to win those who want to be won. And I feel like a lot of people just give up on themselves. They don't have courage. Courage is just the ability to take your fear and just say, I don't care. I'm going to do it mm -hmm. anyway. I got to do it anyway. 
you know. Absolutely. And I think a lot, a lot of people are more so scared to fail than they are to succeed. I used to hear that a lot. Yeah. I never really, I never really thought about that though. I mean, why? I mean, the looks of failure. Yeah, like it, it fail, looks, failure, it, it looks, it looks bad. But if you, cause I would, my my goal in life is like I always aim high. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I fall in the middle, I did good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I might not have, it might not be great to my standard, but I feel like I did good. Like I'm, I'm more so scared of failure. You know, because. You don't want to look bad, you know what I'm saying? Like every everybody else around you may may be doing good, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're that you're that one person that that's failed. And how does that look on you? Well, how do we know? But, we, how do we know you even failed? But failure feels bad, because, you know, to the oh, to, yeah. to, to yeah. the to, to the being. You know what I mean? Like you are your own worst critic, right? You yeah. know, the, if if you look at the inside, you know, when you fail, like that's what looks bad. Like how do I look at myself now that I know that I was trying to do something and I didn't accomplish it? You know, am I going to face myself in the mirror and I'm, am I going to make the conscious decision to continue to keep going and, and, you know, power through my failure, you know, because failure is, it can be that, that stifling thing as well. Well, you know, I told y'all at the beginning of this, of this uh, interview that uh, I wanted to do 500,000 streams on Spotify. So that was something that I personally knew to myself this year but not everybody who watches this knows that's uh, that's the numbers I want to reach even if I don't reach those numbers I'm not going to quit because honestly the end goal is important the end goal is what's important why would you why would you climb halfway up a mountain right turn around. and then turn right. turn right around if you look at uh if we talk about Stephen King how many times did he write books that were like people said no no to yeah and now he's Stephen King, you know what I mean? Right. Like many with with success comes many failures. Rejection is a part of the process. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You yeah. know, but who's willing to take those failures and continue to take those failures and take that beat down and say, you know what, I'm gonna keep fighting. We don't have any role models that give us that. I mean, everybody, and that's a hundred percent true when I say that. We do not have role models, proper role models, who teach us what it means to endure. I mean, I feel like everybody that we look up to now always says, yeah, I did that shit overnight. I blew yeah, up overnight. Right. I got it just quick. No, you didn't. But what kind of role model are you going to be? Well, for me personally, honesty, honesty is the policy, bro. It's like, honestly, if I'm not honest with myself about it, I can't come and lie to y'all. I got to check myself first, and then I'm going to come to y'all about right. it. So that's me. I just I want everybody to know that I did it from an honest standpoint, whether it been music whether it been raising my family, whether it been being a good artist to him. You know, it's like I, w- I want to be authentic and, like I said, do the best that I can in everything from earth to God. You know, okay. so, yeah. Love it. Love 100. It. We're excited 100. For, for, for your new project. One Thank more you. time, I want you to talk about your Instagram and your new project, and then we're going to get into another piece we'll yeah. call the Fast Five Questions. Of course. <laughs> All right, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at officialmaxmillion. Check me out on Spotify at Max Million. Definitely check out my latest song, Earthly yes. Love. And follow my manager. Oh, not manager. Okay. Seven Streams. Seven <laughs> Streams. Okay. Thank you. Shout out to Seven Streams. Thank you for the merch and the apparel. Definitely go follow Seven Streams. I mean, honestly, when I, when I talk about this merch, it's street intelligence meets street education. And I mean, honestly, it's the best type of, it's the best type of gear that I've had. Okay. when it comes to intelligence so i'm yeah. definitely gonna support it definitely gonna su- support that as soon as i got home so fast five questions are you ready i'm ready all right so 
who's your number one inspiration? You kind of answered it, but go ahead and give us it again. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Love it. That's awesome. If you could perform anywhere in the world, where would it be? The Garden in New York. The Garden in New York? Madison yes. Square Garden? Madison Square, okay. Madison Square okay, Garden. Okay, Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you could meet Donald Trump, what would be the first thing you say to him? If I could beat Donald Trump. Oh, me, if I could me, meet him. Not beat him. <laughs> Did you really grab her in a pussy? <laughs> 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 what, what's your what's your favorite female rapper? Oh. Lauren Hill, what's up? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Shoot, get out of bed and make my bed. Honestly, that's the best. That's the best thing I've done. He's lived a spontaneous <laughs> life. <laughs> you had um, you had you still got a lot of living to do. So maybe yeah, you'll get yeah, a little yeah, bit more spontaneous yeah, yeah, next yeah. time we see. <laughs> nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. Honestly, the best spontaneous thing to me is meeting God. Like, honestly, being, becoming, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a Christian, becoming a follower of the commandments. That's the best thing I could ever did in my life. When you find self-discipline, your life grows, like, 100%. Yeah. Because the people who can't control themselves are the people who fail. Always. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a word. That's a word. That's a word. Thank you so much, Max. I'm gonna call you Max now. We don't need Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, appreciate that. All yeah, right. definitely. Thank, thanks, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank uh, you for having me. And again, giving us the opportunity to interview you and tell our supporters all about you. Um, and we wish you the best in all your music. We're gonna keep following, we're gonna support, yes. support, support. Max a million. Next big the album. The Dallas oh my God, listen. Oh, already. Yes. But um, once again, thank you guys for watching um, the Thought Addicts, Thought Addicts podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. All the links will be down below. Um, thank you guys for your support. We out. Bye.